So, hello and welcome. How's it going, guys? So, this is um, my first live stream. It's going to be interesting because uh, I've got to push all the buttons and talk as well. So, you might find me looking away um, from you, from the camera. But um, anyway, today's topic well, my name is Kay. <coughs> I'm a technologist, I run Mac Junkie. Uh, I've been doing this for like 30 odd years. And I help people with their technology, mainly Mac uh, um, stuff, but obviously technology as well. Um, so today's topic is uh, backup and uh, the best practices and so on. So what I wanna do is go through a small history lesson, a story, and give you some advice as well. So the history lesson of hard drives so in your laptop, you'll probably find um, something like this. This is an original um, two and a half inch uh, hard drive. Now these were put in pretty much all laptops, PCs um, and Macs as well. And it's a generic uh, hard drive. Now this is basically in one of these. This is uh, a standard two and a half inch external hard drive um, that you can connect via USB to your computer. So they're basically the same thing. One is an internal, one's an external. Now in your iMac or your desktop computer, you will have something like this, which is exactly the same as a two and a half inch, but this is a three and a half inch hard drive. Basically they're mechanical hard drives. There's a physical disc in there or platters uh, and um, if this gets dropped, the platters can, or the head actually can get ruined, and you could try to get data from these. There are data recovery companies that take these whole things apart and um, recovers data for you. Now, then came SSDs, now solid state disks. So SSDs were in this form, um, form factor. So this is a spinning disk hard drive and this is a solid state disk SSD. Again, they're the same size. So this is how it started with SSDs. Now these were going around for years, but um, for consumer laptops, computers and stuff, they started putting these in relatively late. But Apple being Apple, so Apple started putting these into their laptops, but Apple being Apple, they wanted to make their computers a lot smaller so they wanted to make the SSDs, or the, the, yeah, the SSDs, a lot smaller. So what they did was created, or started using, they didn't create this, but they started using something like this, which is, you know, kind of a chewing gum sized SSD. And it's basically this compressed into a couple of chips, or four chips, um, this one isn't that big. This is 128 gig. Um, the bigger you go, the bigger the chips are, but not physically big, but um, the size of them. And there were three different versions of this. Now, when these first were introduced and I had clients who had issues with their machines, but they needed to get to their data, I had issues um, with getting any hardware to be able to read these. I found the place, 
in China, of all places. And, and I had to buy three different ones because there were three different um, types and they weren't cheap. So you were able to get um, data from these, uh, or I was at least, because of the, the housings that I could get. So you needed a housing to put this in, connect it to your computer to get the data from it. Now, why am I telling you all this? Well, Apple, in their infinite wisdom, in 2017, I believe, they started compressing everything. So, so when people when people ask me about like what machine should I get, I would always say get the nowadays get the as much RAM as you think you need for the next five years, four or five years, and as much hard drive space you think you need for the next four or five years because these things are not replaceable. They're like iPhones. If you run out of space, you just got to get another one. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But anyway, we have to deal with it. So what do they do? Now, what they did, let me t show you what's going on here. So what they did, right. So this is a 2018. And now why am I telling you this story? Actually, backstory, there was a client of mine last week who was on holiday, he dropped the laptop from an eighth or ninth floor, smashed, we, he knew that we couldn't um, retrieve the machine, but he wanted the data from it. So he said to me, Kay, can you get the data from it? So I had to come up with this story, uh, not story, I mean, <laughs> basically I had to tell him, actually, no, it depends on how bad it is, whether we can get the computer running or not. But I couldn't get the SSD out of the machine, and this is the reason. So this is the 2018 machine that he uh, has or had. Now, this is the logic board. Now, the kind of the circle kind of areas there, they're the fans, they're two fans and they're around about that size. So you can see how small this whole logic board actually is. So Apple wanted to make everything smaller so they couldn't have, you know, SSDs and hard drives in these machines because they're just too big. So they had to integrate everything onto the logic board. So in the next slide, the yellow um, chips, basically, that's the SSD. They're actually soldered onto the logic board. So it's impossible for anyone to retrieve data from those SSDs. However, Apple does have, I've heard Apple does actually have a um, device to be able to do that, but they're not making that available to anybody. It's their own proprietary thing. So it's a connector on the logic board that they connect to, that you can try to get the data as long as the logic board is kind of working. And this is, the problem we have nowadays. Um, the problem we have is that we need to make sure that our data is always backed up because of un unfortunate circumstances that it might fall off a ninth floor. We might fall into a canal in Amsterdam. It might get stolen um, even. Um, so we need to make sure, we, we basically need to be um, proactive and not reactive. So reactive, the problem I find in, in, in my business is that people don't really 
it sounds horrible for me to say this, they don't really care about the computers. Computers are there, they're supposed to work always, they're never supposed to go wrong. The problem nowadays is computers, phones and so on, we are so reliant on them, uh, and especially the information on them, that we need access to that data or computer at all times. It's our business. If we don't have our laptops, if we don't have our computer or uh, phones or whatever, we can't work, right? So you need a backup. Now, do you need a backup computer? Well, you know, if you can afford it, absolutely. Um, if you can't, we need backup data. So if the computer dies, you can just basically go to an Apple store, give them some money, get another laptop, log in and carry on working and try to um, get your data. Now, I use G Suite cloud service, so all my data is online. However, it is still backed up locally as well. And we're kind of going to go through that a little later on. But the point is to have your data in more than one place. So be proactive and not reactive. Don't go batshit crazy because, oh my God, I need to work, I need to work. And then you give stress onto people like me. <laughs> and I, I, I've done this for like 30, 35 years, so I kind of know uh, how to um, you know, react to that, obviously. But it, you, know, you need to make sure that your data is always available to you and you're not reacting to it, but you're proactively um, making sure that your data is safe. So there are ways of doing this. Now, the, you know, the Apple system has, the, the Apple has actually have, Apple has a great system called Time Machine. Now there's two parts to this. There's Time Machine, which is software, and Time Capsule, which is hardware. Time Machine is part of the operating system. Time Capsule, uh, the I don't have one here to show you, but, they're basically uh, Wi-Fi boxes with hard drives in them that you place in your house. So whenever you're at home, you connected your um, laptop to your Wi-Fi, it starts backing up. So the software enables um, to connect to the time capsule and backs up every hour on the hour. It's a fantastic idea. There are problems with it, though. It will only work when you're at home, right? The other problem is that, well, actually, Apple stopped making time capsules. So I'm not sure how long it will be till they stop making the time machine, which is the software part of, the, uh, of this whole system. Now, let's work with no time capsules anymore, because time machine is a software still there. So time capsule is basically a, is a hardware that you put into um, the closet where your internet um, comes into the house effectively where your router is and um, you set it up and it connects now they don't make time capsules anymore so what do you do you, there are several things you can do but the best thing you can do is get a NAS which is a network attached storage device which is kind of like a mini server slash hard drive which kind of works it's kind of the thing in between a time capsule and a Mac mini server, um, but it's got nothing to do with Apple. There are many companies that create um, NAS devices. The best one, the one I use, and I think is the best one really, is the Synology NAS. Um, 
there's QNAP and, and various other ones. I mean, Netgear, I think, do one. I think um, Seagate do them. But the thing is, these companies are not, their, their business isn't NAS, you know, Seagate and so on. So I've had clients where they've had a NAS for many years and then all of a sudden it stops working because there's no updates for the system and so on. Whereas the Synology and QNAP, I think, also have, that, that's their business. Um, they sell to businesses and also consumers. Um, so Synology is, is a way to go. So within the Synology operating system, there is actually um, uh, uh, software for the Mac to be able to connect to it as Time Machine. I'm not sure if I'll be able to show you but you can um, set it up like a time machine and then it backs up. So that's one way of um, doing things. Now, the other way of doing it is actually just getting an external hard drive, connecting it via USB to your laptop or Mac. I mean, you can get a desktop hard drive as well. And, that, and then obviously you don't need to serve it. The problem with this is if you have a laptop that is, is that you will forget. I've had countless of people tell me, you know, oh, the computer's dead, but can you get the data from it? I know I've backed up with Time Machine to this, but I haven't backed up for the past three months. Well, what's the point of a backup if you haven't backed up? So people just plainly forget. And I understand that because you have to physically plug it in. If you have an iMac, for instance, a desktop machine, then it's kind of a no-brainer. You just connect the hard drive, you forget about it, you leave it on and it just backs up every hour. Now, the problem with Time Machine, and I had this a couple of weeks ago with a client, is that people think it is a backup device, but people think it's a backup device in the sense of Oh, I've run out of space. This is what this is a story that happened uh, a couple of weeks ago. I ran out of space on my computer, so I backed up my computer to Time Machine, Time Capsule, and then deleted it from my computer. Well, that's not really a backup. That's just getting more storage on your on your computer, because if your computer dies, then it's on your Time Capsule. Fantastic. But what if your time capsule dies or your hard drive dies? And this is exactly what happened to this, this lady. So her, she actually had it on an external hard drive. So her hard drive broke. But the data, there was some data that wasn't on her computer because she didn't have enough space, so she put it on there. So what I would suggest is um, t using Time Machine as a disaster recovery. That's how I call it. In the olden days, <laughs> I've done this for a long time, a, hard, uh, a backup was put stuff on an external hard drive and that's your backup. That's what it used to be because um, they didn't die as, mu uh, as, as much as they do nowadays because they're not made fantastically. The hard drives are obviously not made that well nowadays because they're really mass produced. In the, in the olden days, I remember having a four, four gigabyte not terabyte, four gigabyte <laughs> hard drive, and it died on me, and it had all my music stuff on it. However, even back then, I had a second four gigabyte hard drive, and this is the thing, making sure your data is on two places. So I had a second one. So whenever you buy a hard drive, 
um, whether you connect it to your computer or your um, or you're using it as an archive device, always get two drives. Always have your data in more than one place. Um, just going back a little bit, the, the NAS system actually has two hard drives in it. So you get a NAS with two drives, a four terabyte and a four terabyte, but the usable space is four terabytes because the way it, does, uh, the way it works is that it mirrors it, uh, each other, the, the drives mirror. So if one drive breaks, your data isn't lost. You just plonk in another hard drive and then carry on. So that's effectively two drives, um, although it's just one device. So if you're working with external hard drives, always get two um, drives. If you have any questions, by all means, put it in the chat, then hopefully I can see them um, and hopefully I can answer them for you. But the, the, the plan is to make sure that your data is basically in more than one place. And as long as um, it's in more than one place, it's gonna be safe and secure. Don't get into this um, trap of, sorry, my dog is walking up the stairs, <laughs> wolf. Don't get into this trap of having your data offloaded off your computer. Don't get into the trap of being reactive to a situation. So just be um, proactive in making sure your data is backed up in more than one place. And, um, and then hopefully I won't need to see you. You don't need to come to the Mac doctor. <laughs> it's funny for me to say that. Anyway, I hope that's um, useful to you. Uh, you can subscribe to my newsletter. I send out an email um, once a week, sometimes twice a week with tips and information and stuff. And obviously, if you need to call me, you can book a call. We can have a chat and hopefully we can help. Anyway, have a good day. I hope this was helpful to you. Um, and I'll see you next week in the next live stream, which will be next Tuesday. I don't know what day it is, but anyway, Tuesday, every Tuesday, 11 o'clock in the morning, I'll be doing a live stream with different topics. And I'll send an email out um, and to let you know that it will be there if you have subscribed. Anyway, have a good day. Um, my name is Kay. Talk to you soon. And remember, keep it simple. Ciao.